I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 406 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have got an awesome guest to kick off what is just an incredible week here on First Class Fatherhood. America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani joins me on the podcast today. Rudy is the former mayor of New York City. He will forever be remembered for his strong and courageous leadership during and after the attacks on 9-11. He is also responsible for bringing down the crime rate, which was really just out of control in New York City. I remember as a kid in the late 80s, early 90s, just how terrible Port Authority, Times Square, New York City in general was. Uh, there were squeegee men on every corner. The homelessness was just out of control. In 1990, there were over 2,200 murders in New York City. And by the time the mayor left in 2001, that number dropped to about 600. Times Square and Port Authority were cleaned up, as was so much of the city. It felt so much safer. In 2001, Mayor Giuliani was named by Time Magazine as their person of the year. He did make a run at the presidency himself. He's currently a big supporter of President Donald Trump. In fact, he was a part of Donald Trump's presidential debate prep team. And since uh, the president and so many other people that were close to the president tested positive for coronavirus, I asked Rudy Giuliani about his health in this interview. So keep in mind that I did this interview and recorded it with the mayor about uh, four or five days after the president tested positive positive here. Uh, just to give you a little bit of context, it is a big honor for me to have him on the podcast. Mayor Rudy Giuliani will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Rudy Giuliani was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you would like to watch the conversation between America's mayor and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and Rudy Giuliani did speak at the Republican National Convention earlier this year, and another dad who spoke at the convention, Jack Brewer, will be joining me on Wednesday here on First Class Fatherhood. Jack Brewer is a former NFL defensive back who played for the New York Giants and Minnesota Vikings, amongst other teams, so don't miss out on that. Tomorrow on the podcast here, we're going to have the Titan, Mike O'Hearn, for a Transformation Tuesday here. He was, of course, one of the American Gladiators. He's a four-time Mr. Universe. He became a father later in life, so that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Don't miss out on that. Follow me on Instagram at Alex underscore lace to find out who else will be joining me here this week if you guys could and you enjoy the podcast here please consider leaving me a rating or review on itunes spotify or wherever it is that you enjoy listening to the podcast it goes a long way to help me out and as always guys please help me spread the word about this podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life fatherhood rocks family values rule and every day is father's day right here with me and i'm going to be right back with america's mayor rudy giuliani i'm alec lace and you're listening to first class fatherhood Today's episode is being brought to you by Manscaped. And dads, 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing that you can control, and that is shaving that area that made you a dad in the first place. My sponsors over at Manscaped.com are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premier electric trimmer that is waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology, so you never have to worry about scratching those love spuds while you're giving yourself a smooth shave. The Lawnmower 3.0 is included in the Perfect Package 3.0, and for a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package kit, you're going to get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. And let me tell you something right now, guys. The Anti-Chafing Cooling Boxer Briefs are the best pair of drawers I've ever put on. So what are you waiting for? Visit Manscaped.com. Use my promo code FATHER. You're going to save 20% off your order plus free shipping. That's 20% off your order plus get free shipping at Manscaped.com. 
Use the promo code FATHER and get rid of those short hairs in your short pants today. Uh, joining me now, First Class Father, America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Well, it's very nice to be part of, part of this uh, podcast. I think it's really a good thing you're doing. Really good thing. Thank you very much. It's really an honor to have you here. So let's start it like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I have two. One is 33 and the other is 30. A boy and a girl, a man and a woman, I guess is the way I should say it. But to me, they're always, you know, children. Shouldn't be yeah. that way. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very cool. And uh, and just an update here. I know that you were a part of the president's debate team. Everyone obviously testing positive here and that. How is your health right now? Any signs, any, anything update on the test? For you? No, no, health? no signs of it. I took one test so far that was negative. I'm going to take another one shortly. Uh, but I, I feel fine. I mean, I feel perfectly healthy. None of the signs of it. And uh, but, you know, I'm five or six days into it now. So we'll, we'll just test again. Okay, so far so good. And getting back into this then, about how old were you, uh, Mr. Mayor, when you first became a dad and had to becoming a father? Kind oh, of I was a dad fairly fairly late in life, I, in my 30s. Um, Andrew was born, oh gosh, I was in my late 30s, actually. And then Caroline was born uh, two and a half years later. Andrew was born in 86 and Caroline was born in 89. Yeah, and obviously, uh, you know, you, uh, I'm born in the Bronx myself, and it was, it's tremendous. You really did were responsible for making New York City great again once upon a time. And since then, it's taken a, a nosedive for the worst year. I drive Uber on the weekends. It's really uh, a shame to drive through. Families have moved out of New York City and drove. It breaks my heart. It breaks yeah. my heart. Well, what's going to have to happen here, uh, Mr. Mayor, in order to get the families to start moving back into New York City? Well, you need a mayor who's a leader and can make tough decisions. And can understand that you can't let criminals, 8,000 of them, back out on the street. And, and that this whole broken windows theory that he mocks, de Blasio mocks, is at the key to why the city is doing so well. That means you've got to pay attention to the smaller things. You can't let this graffiti just abound in the city because it shows a sense of lawlessness and it invites further lawlessness. You can't let people get away with minor crimes completely because then... They become major criminals. You got to have kind of a, a, a equal adjustment of the law, where where uh, in all the different areas in which people's quality of life is affected. You can't allow homelessness to go unchecked. I mean, I don't even understand that. I've never understood homelessness. I don't understand the left wing politicians who somehow think that homelessness is good, and therefore we should have a lot of it. To me, every single homeless person is a challenge to my. Challenge my Christianity, really. I mean, the person should be helped. They shouldn't be left on the street. Doesn't do them any good. Doesn't do us any good. And I've been complaining about that for four years to no avail. I mean, I wrote, wrote an op-ed piece about how any city with homeless people has a mayor that doesn't love people. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, it's like getting like Skid Row over there in New York. Very bad what's going on. It's oh, my goodness. Situation. I mean, it, it, it took us three or four years to clean it up. I mean, it doesn't happen easily. If we ever go back there, it's going to take another. The, the last time the city had a big, dramatic spike in crime like this was in the late 60s. And it stayed that way for 30 years. 30 years. Yeah, so, and, and I know I, I spoke with you on your radio program over the summer here on 770. And we were talking about the Black Lives Matter and how they had that open statement on their website out to just destroy the nuclear family unit. They've since removed that statement from their website. Now, I, I would see that as a sign of 
uh, something positive that they've done in, in the sense of the backlash, but I don't know if we should take it that way. Oh, I don't take a- it that way at all. They are, they are dedicated Marxists. They admit that. Dedicated Marxists lie uh, as part of their uh, philosophy because uh, they, they believe uh, we're too stupid to govern ourselves and anything they have to do to take control of us is legitimate. I, I wouldn't trust anything they say. Plus, they advocate beating up and killing cops. So I, I, I have to believe that whole thing about the nuclear family is just because it was so easy to attack. I mean, it's part of their, it's part of their whole uh, philosophy that w- women should be empowered to um, you know, be in the workforce just like men. They're not even talking about women bringing up the children. They're talking about daycare centers bringing up the children. Their, their argument is women, because they have to be mothers, are sub- submissive. Now, so, and the husband makes them submissive because they have to take on more responsibility for the child. So the best thing to do is to have a child without a husband and then at two years old give the child up for daycare so the Marxists can train them in what they want them to believe. Notice the similarity to the Soviet Union, Chinese, the Chinese Communists, even the Nazis. Yeah, I, I think all throughout history, uh, Mr. Mayor, we see that where the, where the family unit starts to deteriorate, that's where the whole country goes down. We even look at that to Rome and everywhere else across uh, history shows us that. And one of the biggest reasons I think that the, the problems for the family unit breaking down is the discipline aspect of it. I mean, if one of my kids was out there throwing bricks through windows, they would have to hope the police got them before I got to them. And I think when you don't have that discipline structure coming from a father figure, and we got so many kids growing up without a father figure in their life, it just really leads to devastating effects in our society altogether. Well, I think, I mean, putting Black Lives Matter aside, which is a criminal and a, uh, a organization that hates America, hates everything about America, wants to kill cops. Let's just talk about the normal left-winger or liberal. Uh, they, they, I, I believe that part of the problem is they don't want single-parent uh, single families or a single parent to feel guilty or to feel inadequate. or So they want to be able to say it's just as good as growing up in a two-parent family. Now, every statistic in the world shows the opposite of that. I mean, I could cite you, and you probably can do the same thing, statistics that are horrendous about the difference between the success of a child in a two-parent nuclear family and the success of a child in a single-parent family. And somehow we have to be able to lead people to the idea of a two-parent family without discriminating against or making the single-parent single family, if they, can, if they can't you know, do anything other than that, we give them as much support and help as possible. But you can't make that the ideal. That's absurd. I mean, children drop out of school at three times the rate if they're in a single parent family. They go to they go to jail five times the rate. It's like they tend to become drug addicts at a much higher rate. And it isn't always true. There are kids that come out of a two parent family that are awful. But I'm talking now major statistics are undeniable that it is much better for a child to be brought up with a mother and a father than just with a mother, just with a father or by a grandparent. Are there yeah, exceptions? I, of course. But is that, the, is that the ideal? No, it isn't. I hammer away on those statistics all the time on the show here, Mr. Mayor. And I think, in my opinion, the fatherless crisis that we have is the number one social issue that we have facing the country. And I think if we could tighten up our family units, bring God back into focus here, I think those two things alone would really straighten out most of the trouble we're seeing in our country. 
All right, dads, did you put on a few pounds during the COVID-19 lockdowns? You're not alone. It's time to start eating healthy and eating right, and it's never been easier to do so with Eat Clean Bro. They make it simple to get quality food to your door. Check them out at eatcleanbro.com and look at their menu and choose from a selection of over 50 fresh, fully prepared, ready-to-eat meals. Order by 11.59 p.m. to receive your meals on the next available delivery day. Eat Clean Bro is a convenient service that is designed to bring chef-prepared meals right to your front door. They address the concerns of potential long-term health problems by removing processed foods, chemicals, and preservatives from your diet and preparing your meals fresh with all natural ingredients. So what are you dads waiting for out there? Start eating clean today. Visit eatcleanbro.com and use my promo code FATHERHOOD10. You're going to save 10% off your meals. Check them out. Eatcleanbro.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD10 and save 10% off your meals. And eat clean, bro. My opinion, the fatherless crisis that we have is the number one social issue that we have facing the country. And I think if we could tighten up our family units, bring God back into focus here, I think those two things alone would really straighten out most of the trouble we're seeing in our country. I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I, I look upon men who don't support their children um, as, you know, some of the most horrible creatures that I've ever I've ever encountered. These, uh, these, these, when, I, when I hear these, um, these men who deny that it's their child and then the DNA shows that it is and they, they don't pay child support and they don't take care of the child, I mean, even if the family's going to break up, the, f- the father still has to remain there. I mean, there, there's, there's a great deal of security that a child gets, even if the parents break up, if the father is continuing to you know, keep his obligation to support the family. When these guys run out on it, they should be put in jail. I mean, but- I was going to say, we hear that term toxic masculinity thrown around quite a bit. I don't really know what they mean by that. But to me, toxic, a toxic masculinity would mean a guy that has a child and then disabandons his child for life. I think that to me is a toxic man all the way around. Well, I mean, there are good aspects to men and bad aspects to men. The same thing with women. But I mean, the good, the, a man is supposed to be responsible for, you know, the children he brings into this world as much as the mother. I mean, of course, it's cl- more closely connected to the mother because it comes from the mother's body, but it's just as closely connected to the man because it, it co- it's half him. And how you how you cannot be uh, feel responsible for the children you bring into the world, I can't fathom. And I think the only way we can make sure that men are is to punish them very severely when they're not. Yeah, well said. And obviously, you're always going to be remembered for your strong leadership during the attacks on September 11th. How would you say that that experience, 9-11, how did that impact you or change you as a father? Oh, my goodness, a lot. I mean, um, being a father changed me a lot. You know, when I first when Andrew was first born, I started to realize that I'm not a mortal, that I have to be more careful. And when September 11 happened, the first thing I thought about was making sure they were safe. And I couldn't do it myself. I felt terrible because I had a whole city to take care of. Uh, but they, but they were. And and then thinking, what kind of world are they going to grow up in? Not just them, but all the other children. Here, here, here we are. People going to work in the morning, perfectly innocent, and these 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 uh, Islamic terrorists come from overseas, train and attack our buildings like uh, they had missiles. And kill innocent people. I mean, and I knew that this was going to be a long struggle because I know the history of Islamic terrorism very, very well as a prosecutor. So I knew once they did that, we're talking about a probably a struggle that will take 
take us through my lifetime and most of theirs before it's one because of the way in which they are so um, in, a, in a warped and, and, and sick way dedicated to their misinterpretation of their religion. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And uh, I know we're running up against the clock here. So last thing I want to ask you, Mr. Mayor, what kind of, I'd love to ask all the dads to get on the podcast. What type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Uh, devote as much time as you can. Sometimes you can't, particularly if you're young and you're trying to make, you know, make a living for your family. Uh, but when you do spend time with your children, make them really important. You know, there used to be the, there used to be the co concept of quality time. It shouldn't be ignored. In other words, even if you can't be with them a lot, make sure when you are with them, they're the center of attention. When I became mayor, my kids were about, um, Andrew was about seven or eight, and Caroline was about five, six. And I knew the minute I became mayor that it was going to take up a lot of my time. So I sat them both down and I told them I was going to try to come to every game, every play, everything that a father should come to. But sometimes because I was the mayor, I might not be able to come. Or you might see me get up in the middle of it and have to leave. But please understand that's because daddy has this job, this obligation. And um, my, my, my son remembers that I was at every one of his games but one. The only one that I missed was right after September 11. My daughter remembers that I was every one of her plays. And did I miss one? If I did, I missed only one. But then there were a lot of times I couldn't be there. You know, middle of a holiday, there'd be a tremendous fire. I would have to go out and I wouldn't get back for, you know, eight hours. Or, um, or I'd have to travel. I couldn't spend as much time, let's say, as a father that didn't have a, a, a job that's a 24-7 job. But what I tried to do is reorganize my schedule so I could spend time with them. And then I tried to, when I spend the time with them, I tried to make them the center, center of attention. They just... There's no special formula on being a father or a mother. Just loving your children. And also let them know they're loved. I mean, that, 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 the, the, the strength and the security it gives a child when they know they have love from their father and their mother. It's, I think it's a big mistake for these parents that, it, you know, they love their children, but they, 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 don't, they don't show it or they're super critical. or Sometimes they, they mean well. And they don't realize, and they don't want to spoil the child. You can't spoil a child with too much love. You can spoil a child with too much permissiveness. But there's a big distinction between love and permissiveness. Love means you're going to discipline your child when it's necessary, because you love them. And when you discipline them, it isn't bad to tell them. That's why you're doing it. My father did that when he disciplined me. My mother, too. They would say, you know, we, we don't want you to have to stay home for three days or five days, but it's the only way to teach you whatever lesson it was. They were trying to teach me. Probably didn't help at the time, but, you know, 10 years later, it helped a lot. <laughs> yeah, very well said. I, I love the message. This has really been an honor for me, I got to say. Uh, an honor for me, too. And I think I think what you're doing is so important. So any way I can help you, you let me know. I will do. Thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here at First Class Fatherhood. Thank you.
Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani for giving me a few minutes of his time. That was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love reading your feedback. Lock it in. Tomorrow we got a Transformation Tuesday coming your way with Mike O'Hearn, former American Gladiator, four-time Mr. Universe. Going to be a lot of fun. He became a dad later in life, so it's going to be fun to talk to him about that. Wednesday we got Jack Brewer stopping by. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who else will be joining me here. Got another frog man friday coming your way so that's all i got for you guys today i'm alec lace thank you for listening to first class fatherhood please remember guys we are not babysitters we are fathers and we're not just fathers we are first class fathers Tall as a tree.